Welcome to Ginger and the Beef, the podcast where everything is made up and our opinions don't matter. I'm the Beef, or Daryl for short, joined by the cuddliest redhead I know, the Ginger, Isaac Locke. Hi, I was going to say welcome to Ginger and the Beef, the podcast where I melt because it's fucking hot outside. Oh my God, is it ever. Yeah. I am... This Even is not in my basement. Record, this is not me complaining, by the way. No, I, and I said this to a lady the other day, and she actually kind of got upset. I said, and I've been saying this since I was a kid. I'd rather be sunburnt than frostbitten. I don't know if it's as true as it used to be, um, but I, I kind of hold to it. You know, I'm not complaining about it. It's summertime. I get to wear shorts every day. Um, you wear shorts every day, almost all year round. So, not in the winter. I'm not that hardcore. <clears throat> I remember when I lived in Banff, there was a dude who worked at the tattoo shop and I would see him almost every morning, middle of winter, like minus 30, wearing shorts and a huge parka and snow boots, but shorts <laughs> every day. And I'm just Sick like, style, bro. Well, I, I'm assuming it was because he was in the hot shop or not hot, but like, you know, sure. properly temperatured uh, shop all day. Inside worker. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have to go outside. Yeah. I, on the other hand, also didn't dress that well for winter when I worked at Enterprise and I lived in Banff because, you know, it was minus 30. It, it really bit me one day. Most days it was fine. I was inside most of the time and I had to go outside every once in a while, obviously, to walk around cars and check things out and stuff. But uh, but but what, what I was getting at was I always wore like a little light jacket over top of my dress clothes or not my dress shirt, I guess. I didn't have... There's no jacket over my dress pants. But, but keep it going, keep it going. It makes sense, okay. But but I was sorry. Michelle literally just walked to the room. She's like trying to mime things at me with oh, her yeah. hands, and she's While not a good mimer. Uh, so I'm just nodding and smiling. I know she wants me to change over the laundry when we're done. Real good. But but uh, anyway, so I would wear a light jacket. My you probably remember it, my Lululemon jacket. It's I like do. A little Bougie. little light black one. Yeah. I got I got that style from Yen. Anyway, mm. um, so I would wear that in the winters, and it was fine because it would keep me warm enough, even when it was like super cold, for the five minute walk around with people. But one day when I was driving from Banff to Camar, I got a flat on the highway, and I had to change the tire, and it was like minus twenty, minus twenty five. Like it wasn't super bad; it wasn't minus thirty, but still, you know, popping the donut on when it's yeah. that cold, no gloves, no nothing, not prepared. Yeah, just sucked balls. It like actually hurts. It's that cold. And yeah, it, it physically hurts. Uh, so you were saying, uh, I think before you hit the red button, you were saying you were aggro tonight. What, what's what's got what's going on? What was your day like today? Well, it's just a day. You know, work is silly busy. Now we're seasonal. I think I've said this before. We're seasonal, so I should be used to the fact that summers are busy and winters are slower. Um, but you know, I'm putting in I'm putting in Isaac hours, but five days a week, every week, yeah. and it's like, and it's it's also jar, trying on the family because like tonight, for example, I left the house at six a.m. to go to my first estimate this morning at in the south of Calgary at seven a.m. and I talked to this guy yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll see you in the morning." I get a text from him at six fifty. I live in Crossfield. I had to go to his house in Mahogany. That's an hour, a solid hour away, driving on the highway. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I get to his house, and I look at my phone, and I see a text from him saying, sorry, we're canceling. Ten minutes before my appointment. I'm like, So I tried phoning him. He didn't answer. Whatever. I was going to kind of be a dick, but he didn't answer, so whatever. Either way. That's, that's fucking brutal. So, so it was just kind of a shitty start, and then my day was normal from there, you know, you know, just driving around the city back and forth from Mahogany to Discovery Ridge. For Calgary geography people, this is like, you get it. Yeah. So Discovery Ridge is far west, right? Off 69th, like Glenmore Trail. Yeah. And then Highway back eight. back to Mackenzie Town. Or is that 22X now? It's 20. Or, or sorry, it's, uh, Stony. Stony, yeah. 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 It's still Highway 8 past there, but yeah. Anyway, and then back to Mackenzie Town. After that, and then back to Ross Karak. It's like I think it's pronounced Ross Carrick. Ross Carrick? I don't know. I think the so. guy's name was Ross that I met. It's kind of funny. 
Ross from and, Ross Carrick. Well, okay, this house, dude. So I used to live there, like three blocks from this place. You you were you came over a couple times when I lived there. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I had to drive by afterwards. I was like, I got to go see my old spot, man. <laughs> Sick. It looks the exact same. It's probably nothing's changed inside. Gotta love rental units. Yep. Um, but this place I went to go see with Ross in Ross Carrick was uh, it's a rental unit and it was built in the 30s, and the guy who's lived there smoked in it for the last 30 years. Fuck. And he's been so he's been their long term tenant, and they they bought this house when they were younger, like like this this couple's probably in their 60s 70s. Mm. Uh, they bought this house. It was their first house they bought when they first got married. Um, like they have all they have a bunch of grandkids and stuff now. And when they first got married, they moved in there, and then they ended up buying a new house somewhere else in the city, and kept it as their income property. And this guy moved in. He was a guy from their church. I heard the whole story today. And he moved in, and then he had a falling out with the church, and apparently that's why he's when he started drinking and smoking again. I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. The devil. Know, you stuff. you you went to church and drank and smoked. You know, whatever. <laughs> but but. Anyway, so he way to, way to out me to Jesus, bro. Come on, fuck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's omnipotent or whatever that is when he knows everything. Omnipotent, Om- omnip- omniscient. <laughs> he's got all the omnis: omnipotent, omniscient. Anyway, um, anyway, so just walking through this house, just I honestly felt uncomfortable. I didn't touch anything. I even left my shoes on. I was just like, "You guys are gonna paint this and think it's gonna be okay." <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta have to do some heavy uh, degreasing and and washing to get them walls oh, clear, dude. Yellow fucking walls and ceilings, like oh, I bet my shirt. As soon as I got home, my laundry because I'm like Michelle's all paranoid about the third hand smoke, which is a legitimate thing. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, nope. As soon as I got home, my my work clothes went straight into the fucking wash. Gnarly. So so that's how I kind of ended the day. But then when I got home. I didn't get home until like 4.30 or 4.10, and then Marshall had baseball, so I didn't, wasn't able to finish work. So then we had to go to baseball and then come home, have dinner, put the kid to bed, bath the other kid, and then finish work. So then I spent the last hour and a half working before coming on here. So just a Sh- long day. Shit, bitch. That is a long day. Yeah. And, and you were working today. Let's talk about you. How was working the smoke? Uh, it was smoky. It was hot. It was a little bit muggy and it was just, you know, there was, it was one of those job sites where we just really didn't have much for shade. Uh, so it was just like a sweaty, greasy, dirty mess. And then, you know, the way jobs go, sometimes we had to use alternative ways of shoring our excavation and that is a little bit more labor intensive. And it was just, you know, one of those days, uh, happy to be home, let my dogs out, put my kid to bed. You know, I had a nice tall glass of water and I came downstairs into the nice cool basement to uh, talk to you via the internet tonight. Yeah, we, we decided to fucking skip the uh, let's go travel today and let's just chill in our own basements. It's too fucking hot, baby. It's too fucking hot. You know, and it was a long day. We're good. We're having fun. Yeah. So I, it's kind of funny. I, I, uh, I even said it today and. When I lived in Kelowna, it was kind of this kind of weather every summer. I know it's been happening in Calgary the last couple of summers too. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think be, like even I talked to Dan today actually, and he said it was soupy thick. Like, oh, yeah. Like the smoke out there is probably way, way worse than it is here. But it reminds me of the smoke and noggin, like what we used to call it. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's so, it's, and it got worse over the day. Like this morning, driving down south. It was, you could actually see the buildings downtown on my way home after work or at like four o'clock or whatever. Uh, the buildings downtown from the same vantage point on Deerfoot were like fogged, obviously smoked. It's kind of, the buildings are getting smoked, man. So smoked, bro. But yeah, I know we're, apparently we're going to be getting the fires smoke from Saskatchewan in the next little bit here too. So that should be exciting. But that's good. That means the winds are shifting. Maybe that'll bring cooler weather with it. Hey, because I don't the, this, necessarily the, want cooler weather. I just don't want all the smoke. I could handle it. Like I don't 25. want the smoke. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I I remember I remember working in actually there was one day, um, specifically my last summer in Kelowna, um, it, the smoke was really really bad for about two weeks. Like 
if you think this is bad, Isaac, like the sky was orange all day, like brownish orange. It was that much. Here it was go. thick. Like you could taste it in your mouth. I remember we there were... was sorry, go ahead. Oh I no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I remember that I think it was it was either two summers ago or three, maybe. But we had we had one or two days where it was extremely bad here in Cal- or in Calgary as well. And it was probably the same probably three summers, probably the same time. Yeah. And it was honestly it was like so like working outside, it was so bad that they were actually considering like hauling anybody that wasn't on an emergency job inside to like wait it out because it was so bad and they actually brought out like masks and stuff for people to start wearing on sites this was pre-covid um and it was weird back then yeah but it was like it got it like it was in your throat and it was in your sinuses and it was in your eyes like it, my eyes were fucking stinging like all day long it was gnarly i couldn't it, imagine like living in an area where that happens like every summer well that must have been the same same time because it was the same thing for us it was like it was thick. It was like soupy. You couldn't see a building a hundred feet in front of you. It was like, it was like soupy fog in the morning. Yeah, or you know, it like when shit. it's when it's super bad. So it's like the same thing. We had to wear. I just wore like a M ninety five or whatever. But the other guys who were clean shaven, who had their their fit tests done, they all they all popped on their respirators. Like we were out painting in it, and it's you you still got to get the job done. Theoretically, we could have stopped, but. You know, my boss out there, Steph, he was not having it. He's just like, yeah. just fucking, just do it. It's not <laughs> as, it. it's not as hot because it's, you know, it's blocking the sun. So you're not going to get sunburned. I don't know how, I, I think UV rays can still make it through smoke, but either way. Props. Yeah, we had to wear masks and that just made it even worse because then your face gets all fucking hot and sticky and yeah, you dude. can't hear each other when you're trying to say, lay something down and the other guy's wearing a fucking respirator. With the, no with the old 3M canisters on it. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, smoke is fun. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, I just, I thought it was funny that we called it the smoke and noggin. And then I think when I left, there was a, a head shop that opened up that was called smoke and noggin. <laughs> they must've heard you talking. Totally. It's totally I me. It. I totally I made it. it up. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's like the other name for the Okanagan that, uh, that we used to call it. Because you know, people always say you're you're from Kitimat, so it's not really the same. But people say BC is brain cash because it's fucking expensive there. I've never heard that one. Actually, true story. Is that a joke? Oh, okay. Probably I thought you were being sarcastic. Fact. Like fuck, dude. I've never heard that one. No, actually, yeah, no. That's, Maybe it's because I'm from northern BC, but yeah, no, I've never heard brain cash. That's probably it. Because yeah, going to Vancouver, like it's a. I think it's an Alberta thing. They even say, "Oh, brain cash. Oh, you're going to brain cash." That's because all um, those dummies go to Vancouver. Where they it's go like to, expensive or Kelowna. as fuck. Or Kelowna yeah. where it's expensive. Yeah. They got to go yeah. to the, like the little hidden gems, you know, like old Kitimat, BC. Kitimat is, I know we've talked about it before, but it is fucking beautiful. It truly I've, is. I've only been there two times in my life, but it is spectacular. I miss it. You know, I, I do. I, I'm try, I've been trying to plan a trip to go back and camp for like two years. And it's just, it's that 16, 17 hour drive that gets me every time, you know, I can't, well, I can't justify here's, it. Here's what we do. And, Fuck the wives. We'll make the plan. All right. Whoa. No, Whoa. seriously. We'll make a all plan. Right, the now, wives can't listen to this episode. No, we'll let them listen. That's whatever. Just blurp it out. Blurp it out. <laughs> no, but seriously, fuck them. We'll make a plan. Um, yeah. What I'm saying is we make a plan for like, we make like a five-year plan. Whoa. That way, you know, I'll have a five and 10-year-old. You'll have an eight and a five-year-old. Um. You know, you never know. Maybe there's more, but who knows? At that point, that's what we—that's what we'll have, and it'll be an optimal time for us to grab a couple minivans, and we'll do a camp trip along the way. We take two weeks in the summer. We book it years in advance so that yeah. it's kind of set in stone. Yeah, and we go. We we take them the long way, like through Jasper, and then you stop and camp at like Purden Lake, which is over between. Uh, it's. In between Tet Joan Cash, if you you know where that is, a little J- town there. Jasper's actually a shortcut. Well, but I'm just saying go Jasper and then through there's a lake in between PG and Tet Joan Cash. It's called Purden Lake. Absolutely beautiful. And then you tell us a few places to stop, you know. Um I don't know. I don't know anything past Prince George, but obviously maybe Smithers or something. There's probably campgrounds all over. Oh fucking A. And and, then- and you and you camp along the way. And then we could we drive up past uh, Terrace to well, Prince Rupert. That's a nice go little see, nice go little see joint. Rupert. Yeah. I know B- Billy and his dad and and his uncles and cousins and stuff. They 
they would go on an annual fishing trip every August up to Rupert and they'd, you yeah. know, bring their campers and their boats and they'd bring home pounds and pounds and pounds of salmon. Yeah, dude. So. The fishing up there in that neck of the woods is, is something else. But just so. think of how much fun that would be to do a nice road trip camp. Like that's, that's how my family went to Kitimat when I was a kid. No, you, we, I remember you told me, and and I and I totally agree. Like, I think that would be a, a fucking blast to do a nice convoy road trip, camping trip, the whole gang. It'd be but, squad up. Let's be real. It'd probably have to be me that plans it. Uh, Well, you and me. Yeah, we could do it. We'll, we'll find that it. Shit. We'll find a way to do it. Oh, yeah. But that's that's our five-year plan there, Isaac. I like it. We'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> I like, we'll have to well, put the podcast on hold for a week or maybe record an extra episode or two, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're still going in five years, fuck. By then, by then we're gonna have like a hundred and twenty followers, bro. Maybe more. Maybe more. Well, let's see. We're at we're at a thirty percent increase. Wait, is that how it works? Yeah. Or we're at a three hundred percent increase since we started. There you go. Isn't that right? Because like zero to thirty is like three hundred percent more than than one. I mean, I'm not a mathematician. I mean, it's not the kind of question you ask Tom Petty. Is he a math? Not a mathematician either. Uh, that's a quote from the "Fucking Shit Happens," I think, or one of the DVDs. Anyways, I don't know a band DVD. It's from a band DVD, and I have quote Tourette's. So, oh, and know. and I remember we went on a tangent there, but I uh, I remember the story I was talking about. Um, oh, hi, hi, pup. Yeah, here, here, your doggy's having a good old time. Yeah, he's upstairs, just barking away at nothing. Stupid. Oh, hey, no, it's love. He's barking at some his maybe it's a girlfriend outside that he that you don't know about. I don't know. Joey hasn't had his nuts since he was about one years old, so doesn't stop him from humping things, does it? He is an active humper. Like every time I come downstairs to give them food, like their food and, sh- and shits down in the basement, and he's got like this like big like dog pillow in one corner of the basement, and every time I come downstairs to feed them, he likes just attacks that pillow and just starts humping the shit out of it. My dog's going to wake up my kid, so that's cool. Hey, you know what? Good times. If we have to go back, come back after the break, we can do that too. Okay, let's do that. All right. Well, we'll be back after the break. Sorry, bro. Fuck's sakes. Fucking stupid ass fucking dog. <laughs> the best part is I'm totally still recording. Well, there we go. Son of a bitch. And we're back. Hey. The break. Yeah. Yeah. So your dog is barking at nothing. My dog was barking at another dog barking. So I just instantly think of that fucking viral video that went around of the two dogs talking to each other. I don't you know. know that one. All I think about is 101 Dalmatians. How the dogs <laughs> are like, oh, that's a two yips and a woof. And then they yeah. know what that means. <laughs> yeah. That was. Do you think that happens? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't speak canine. I don't speak dog. So I got to say, there's two things that Disney's got right over the years that we all wish were true. One, well, sorry, they might not have got it right. Fucking could be totally wrong, but we all wish it was true. One, 101 Dalmatians with the dogs, like talking and having personalities with each other. I, I guess, I guess not just that, but like obviously Lion King and fucking Oliver and company and any movie where it's talking animals, um, but like who are actually animals and they're still humans that could be around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those like thinking about from their perspective in those moments, that's pretty cool. Uh, but then up when the dogs have those little collars that make it. So what they say or what they're barking, you can hear it translates. It translates. Yeah. It. Thank you. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. Yeah, that would be a killer little piece of technology, I think. But then at the same time, it's like I've, you know, say like I've have my I've had my say I have my dog. He's five now, turning six. Um, Say I have the dog for 10 years and then suddenly I get this technology. and It's like I throw this fucking collar on him. and He turns out to be like this little fuck boy who's like a total douchebag. Like that. Well, then you then you take out. it off. Yeah, true. Hey, you're gonna not be that. You're gonna shut the fuck up now. You're gonna. Although it'd, it'd be like it'd be like seeing something that you weren't supposed to see, and you can't unsee it'll, it. You can't unsee it. You it'll know? change your opinion of your of, of your JoJo forever. Yeah, little fella, oh. fucking little JoJo. He's a little he's a little dramatic. That little fella. Well, who do you think would be 
more of an asshole? Joey or Georgia? Uh, Joey, 100%. He's like, he's, he's very needy. Like when he wants something, he just like whines or cries until he gets it. Sounds like so my like, five-year-old son. For like, right. So for, <laughs> for example, like you could, I could let him, I could let him outside and he goes outside and plays and whatever. And then he barks to come back inside. So it's like, okay, you know, a little yip, that's fine. Let him inside. Then he whines or cries. He's like, I'm hungry. He's always hungry. So go downstairs, feed him. And then the second that he's done eating, he'll just go right back to the back door and I'll be having a conversation with somebody or my wife or whatever. And he'll just sit there just like fucking making that high pitched little squeal noise. Like he's, he's suffering some, some insufferable pain that he can't go outside. And I'm like, dude, like that, that, that typical dog whine that, oh, yeah. you know, that you, I can't do it, but yeah. you know what you're talking like, about. It's like ear piercing. And I'm like, dude, yeah. settle down. You were outside three minutes ago and you filled your belly with food. I need like three minutes. Just give me three minutes. And he won't give me three minutes. So I feel like if he could talk, he'd just be like, you know, he'd be like, dad, dad, daddy, dad, 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 hi. Whereas Georgia, <laughs> I feel like Georgia would just be like, he should be like, hey, I like you a lot. Can I come sit with you and perhaps give you a nice kiss on the face and then follow that with some delicious little hugs? I'd love that for a long time. Okay. And then and I'm going to lay she, here all quiet. Yeah. She would yeah. just, she just wants love and to him. Well, I, I didn't realize until last week when we were talking about uh, the old uh, QT there that you had uh, a love for one over the other. I, I wouldn't even say love for one over the other. I love them both equally, but I just like one a little bit more than the other one. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I right yeah. now I like the newborn significantly more than the five year old because <laughs> all it does is pu- is uh, pee, it, poo, eat, and sleep. Yeah, and <laughs> snuggle. And Marshall is being a shithead. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; I understand he does. He has every right to be. We flipped his life upside down. Yeah, or or we didn't. I'm not a. Well, obviously it was on purpose, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. we didn't mean to, we didn't want to hurt him or change anything for him, but obviously, you know, ha- adding another family member is huge. And after almost six years by yourself, right? I know I'm a broken record. I talked about this last week too, but it's just, it's just every single day. And we're trying different ways. Like a one, one thing that's kind of, and I don't know how you guys are going to do it um, with Sullivan, but he, so when when we try to give him trouble, we're we're trying not to be the assholes who like you know fucking go get a belt, boy, you know. So <laughs> we're not we're trying not to do that or go across the street and cut yourself your own switch, boy. Um, <laughs> and if it's not big enough, I'm gonna cut one for you. Um, if it's not if we're, if we're not being that aggressive, we're trying to be we're trying to find ways of doing things, you know punishing properly and I, I so fucking I don't know how how to do it we're not experts and so we, we, is, bro. we used Nobody to do is. things we used to do things like saying that he would lose his privileges and then all of a sudden fucking this PC privilege stuff kept popping up over the internet the last four years and now it's like we because he said it one day in Walmart he's like I don't want to lose my privilege. And I, he said it loud enough that these people heard him and they kind of looked at us funny. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) like, well, buddy, you do have a lot of privilege. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like, so, so now we have to, we don't, we try not to say privileges anymore. And by privilege, I meant like, you know, having a, having a bubble water instead of regular water or, or reading a book or, you know, instead of just going straight to bed, but now we've kind of changed those to rights. I don't yeah. know. But now we do that. We stole from, I mean, Michelle's. you gotta be careful with that one too. You know, fight for your rights. Oh, it's a fine but, line. Well, now we're doing the thing. Michelle's friend in town does it and it doesn't necessarily work, but it's like, it's not a permanent solution, but for right now it's kind of working where he starts a day with 10 points. And if he doesn't listen to us in three times, he loses a point. Um, and then he loses points every time that he's not cooperating or he's not listening or he's being an absolute shithead. And then he can gain them back by doing things like when we ask him to do something like, Hey, can you carry this from downstairs to upstairs? Or can you clean this or whatever the case may be? He can earn some back. And at the end of the day, if he still has all 10, then he'll get something, whether it's 10 minutes on Mario the next day or it's, um, 
you know, uh, a show the next day or a treat the next day or something. It's essentially just bribery. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. But but it's like but it's like but it's he's per, in control per, of it, and it's parental bribery. So it like doesn't it's like a white lie. You know, it doesn't really count as true true bribery. Yeah, fair enough. It's not like we're saying. Well, no, it kind of is. We're saying if you're perfect, we'll give you shit. But <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, we are. But it's yeah. so it's so difficult. I don't know. Have you have you are you now? I'm trying to remember. Sully's what, two and a half, right? Almost. Almost two and a half. So he's no, he's not quite at the, he's almost there. He's almost at the point where you can completely reason with him and he'll understand what you're saying. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very close. He's at the point now where he's learning what it means to listen and he's being defiant against it. So he's, instead of like wanting to listen, he knows he should be listening to like having a conversation about something. But instead he, sometimes wants to just scream and roar at you like a dinosaur and then run away and thinks it's hilarious that, you know, that he can run away and not have to do what you asked him to do. But you know what? Like at the end of the day that he's fucking, he's going to bed at seven 30. So, you know, that's it. Yeah. Marshall's no still away. Marshall's we, we had eight, 8 PM. We, we gave him summertime bedtime this year, but then he'd been, he's, he's back to going to bed early. The other, uh, the other side of it too is is baseball. I wanted to, I actually, I wanted to talk to you about this. You know, like it's kind of funny, and I'm excited for because I think, I think at three years old, I think next summer, Sully can play. I think there's learn to play where he can actually go and play baseball. It's like three and four year olds. Yeah, I'm stoked. So, um, which Marshall did two years ago, and then there was he would have done two years in a row, and then COVID, so nothing happened last year. So then he straightened into t-ball this year. And he's so Marshall's kind of in a I don't know. I don't know if we made the right decision, but we're sticking obviously we made it, so we're sticking to it and it'll probably work out in the best for the long run. But we held him back now because he's born October eighth. And he would have he could have done kindergarten this last year because he turned five in October. So he would have been five from the majority of the year. So we right. held him back. Sorry. <clears throat> And a burp that's just not coming. Um, we held him back for the whole year. And then now he's going into kindergarten this fall and he'll turn six. So he's technically a year behind people. Like, I'm assuming you, you're born two days before him. Obviously, years before, but... Um, a couple of years before, October yeah. 6th. So did you start kindergarten when you were four and almost five? Because, um, yeah, you, you graduated when you were 17. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I must have started. I th- but I feel like my mom's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I was the uh, young buck in the class. So okay. So you were the young buck. So that's so you played sports with all the people in your grade. Uh. Well, yeah. Kidamat. Like there was two. Every like I played hockey and soccer, and there was always. I'm pretty sure there was always two age groups per division. But yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. There's usually two years in a row, like. You know, like I just said with baseball, threes and fours, and then fives and sixes. So next year, Marshall can still do one more year of t-ball, which is good because the kids who are six now are going to move up to the next age range, which is U right. nine. Um, yeah, U nine or U eight, one of the two. Anyway, they're they move up to that, but he's he's going to be playing with always. He's always going to be playing for one of the years with kids that are a year older than him, because. Every time he moves up a rank, he'll be playing with kids that that are a great—I should say—a grade older than him. Every time, because he's the though their age. So he's the only kid. For example, he's the only kid that's still in preschool that's on his t-ball team this year. Everyone else gotcha. was at least in kindergarten. So next year he's going to kindergarten, and he'll be playing on the team. He'll be playing with everyone that's that's his age. Will be have will be in grade one next year. Gotcha. So, yeah. So he's a year behind. So in sports, it'll make that difference. Whereas in life, who gives a shit? You know, he'll graduate. Well, yeah. He'll be he'll be eighteen his whole grade twelve year at school. But who cares? He'll be able to drive his whole grade ten year if he gets his license right away, or if they don't change the laws. What are the laws right now? I actually was wondering that. What? How old do you have to be in Alberta to get a learner's license right now? I believe it's still the same as it always was. You have to be fourteen to get a learner's. 
Okay. And then when you're 16, you can get your GDL, your graduated driver's license. So you have to have your, you can have your learn, you have to have your learners for two years if you get it at 14. Yeah. So you're basically just getting your learners like two years earlier than you'd be able to in another province. So by the time you turn 16, you can get a GDL. Whereas in Alberta or sorry, in a BC, for example, I couldn't get my GDL equivalent in BC until I was 17. Cause I'd have my learners for a year. And you didn't get your learners to, till you were 16. They, that was the earliest age you were allowed to get learners in, in BC. So my 16th birthday, that was when I was able to go write my learner's exam and got my learner's license and then had to have that L on the back of my vehicle, the magnetic L that some people may have seen. Um, yeah. For those BC listeners, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. I have the L on the back of the vehicle and you had to have somebody with a full provincial license in the vehicle with you at all times and you had a limit on passengers you could have i think you'd have one non-family member person in the vehicle and your any then any number of your immediate family but you had to have somebody licensed in the vehicle and that was for a year and then after that was done you were able to uh go write your novice or gdl exam and then do a road test and then once you pass that then you were allowed to drive by yourself with a limit on passengers and a limit on time of the day you could drive. You, could, you couldn't drive after a certain hour and then before a certain hour in the morning yeah. for a year. So then when you when I turned 18, no, that's not true. Was it a year? Anyways, either way, the funny thing is that when I moved here to Alberta, I hadn't even turned 18 yet, and I still had, a, I still had my novice license. That's right. I still had my novice license when I moved here. And when I went to a registry – to get my Alberta license, I just handed them my BC license and they, I filled out some paperwork, blah, blah, blah. They took a photo. They said, here's your temporary license. And it said class five GDL Alberta license. And then when my actual physical license arrived in the mail, it was a full class, five, class five, no awesome. GDL. So I never had to do my, um, my full class five driver's test license thing. I got, I, I somehow got skipped on that one. So yeah. And look at me now. Now I got a class one and all of it's, it's all a wash because I didn't legally get a class five. So, so you're technically driving illegally everywhere you go at all times. For, yeah. For the last 20 years or whatever yeah. it's been. No, it's so in Alberta. And when I was a kid, I got my learners at 14. And then when I got, when you were 16, you were allowed to get your, Class, your full class five, just doing the one road test, and then you're done. That was it. Um, and then they brought in the GDL system, which I just looked up. So GDL in Alberta, you have to have your learners for at least one year, and then you have your GDL, and then you have to do that for I think it said a year and a half. I put it away, but so you can get your learners at 14, and you have to have it for a year. So technically, you could hypothetically get your GDL at 15. No, 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 no. You have to have it for at least a year, but you must be 16. Oh, in order to get your GDL. GDL, yeah, yeah. So, so you have but you can 16. have you can be driving by yourself with a GDL license at sixteen years old. Yes, that's kind of fucking scary, bro. It's still the same. Well, it's, that's how I did it. I never, we never had any issues. I know, and you're backing into fucking telephone poles and shit. Like you're a wild man. <laughs> had to bring that up again, you <laughs> dick, dude. How long has it been now? It's been like what two episodes since I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> two episodes since I brought it up, but no, how, how many years ago did that happen? That was like 2015, 2014, 2014. Probably. I don't, that's fucking going to live on forever, bro. It's burned into my mind. Bro, of course it is. Of course yeah. it is. It's yeah. And that's, it. it had to happen that I was, it, it only happened with you. <laughs> I'm glad it was you. If it was somebody else, I probably would have fucking been more choked. Yeah. But yeah, you, oh, it's sorry. just fun to bug. I just read it again. Yeah, drive for at least two years with a full with a GDL before you get your license. Okay, That's, so you'd be sixteen. You'd be eight. The, the earliest you can get a full license in Alberta now is eighteen. Then, it's, yeah. The, so you have that, to have a GDL from sixteen to eighteen if you went as early as possible through yeah. the whole thing. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So anyway, we went off on a tangent there. I don't know how we got there, but um, I don't know, we, but I liked it. I did too. What, what I was what I was talking about before was uh was marshall and his privilege um and then baseball oh yeah baseball and his age group anyway the last three practices have been fucking unbearable for michelle and me 
<laughs> Why? It's Michelle and I for I for me. No, Michelle and me. Sorry, that's proper. There you one. go. Because Mar a Marshall just hasn't been listening when he's out there, and we just keep yelling, and the coach is just, you know, he's showing his immaturity. I guess is the best way of saying it. And yeah. like and like, I'm trying not to get embarrassed for him. Like I'm not actually that embarrassed for myself because all the other parents are laughing and they're like, you know, whatever, he's five. But I'm like, all these kids think he's, you know, irritating or whatever the case may be. And it's just like, sometimes I'm like, buddy, I think I talked about this before when he was at the park and he would like go up to the older kids and I'm like, he doesn't understand um, embarrassment yet, but he'll quickly learn, especially going into school. And it's like, even today, like, he did so much better because his grandpa was there. Gerard was there today, and his grandpa was, like, cheering him on, saying, you got to run fast. So he was running away faster, and he was hitting the ball better. You know, super proud. He was doing great. And then when he was out in the outfield, he's on a base, and as every kid walked by, and we've talked to him about this for months and months and months, as soon as every kid came to his base, he would fucking hug him. And we're like, <laughs> Marshall. <laughs> No touching the other kids. Keep your hands to yourself. Not everyone wants hugs. And yeah. every time someone went, and then the coaches were like, Marshall, no hugging. And he just kept, he's just so, he has so much love to give. On one hand, it is yeah. so. He just, he just wants to share his love. Give, he just wants to give some people some fucking hugs, man. Get off of them. I know. Shit. I know. But it's so, I, like I said it to the parents. We were sitting there. I'm like, my kid's going to be the first one to get me too'd. Not for anything wrong. <laughs> but but just because he just is so compassionate and loves to hug and touchy feely and I'm like, oh, sometimes and then Gerard was there and I'm like, he's like, where does he get this from? Because Marshall was blowing kisses to Gerard when he was on the third base, <laughs> and Gerard's like, Michelle's like, Dad, he's he's telling you to to blow his, or to catch his kiss. He keeps throwing it. And he's not going to shut up until you do. Yeah. And so Gerard's like, where did he get this from? And I pointed at Michelle. I'm like, it's all your daughter. It's her. Yeah. And yeah. then Gerard's like, I don't know where the hell she got it. We definitely didn't give her that much love growing up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you know, it's kind of funny because it's true. It might be might be overcompensating for for that in in her own life. But anyway, there you go. So yeah. Well, hey, if you want if you want Marshall to run faster and jump higher, you know what you got you got to get him right. A tree. No, Pia flyers. Jesus fuck. <laughs> Man, no, I'm not getting him Pia flyers. They don't even exist. I mean, you can probably find them on eBay or maybe Amazon. I'm going to search it right now. You, um, yeah, you can find them right. Uh, find them on the internet right now. I just searched that it right was... here. Groovy shoes, PF flyers, center high. There you go. Yeah, those are yeah, those are the best shoe ever. I, I also want to. I sh- what I should get him is one of those sweet hats for from the Sandlot for. Like the Fucking large brim hat? Yeah. The one he first the one Smalls first shows up with. Yeah, if you want if you want him to be made fun of like Smalls was in the sandlot. Well he's already, you know Burn that burn that hat. <laughs> Here's an extra hat. Man, Benny was a nice kid. Benny was an absolute gem. Like that like those kids are one in a million, you know? Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Absolute fucking gem. Oh, it's such a good movie. For those of yeah. you who don't know, we're talking about the Sandlot. If you haven't seen it, we're probably not friends. Wow, just just straight up, just not. I'm not gonna just be like in general. Anymore. Just like in general. No, I'm just saying in general. If you haven't seen that movie, we probably aren't friends currently. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, the so as well with baseball, what I'm excited for you to see as maybe it's gonna be Sully. Who knows? But it's crazy. There are certain kids who are so fucking good. So just like natural athletes. Nat so this one kid well, there's there's a there's multiple that are really decent, but there's one kid that is always he even so when we coached the learn to play two years ago, he was on the team. His name is Holden. And that's where Michelle met her best friend Nikki. Um Holden's mom. And they're still best friends and you know, that's great. Uh but Holden we didn't see him last year because obviously there was no baseball, and then this year he's He's uh, he was on the other team, so I haven't seen him all year. Now for summer, they brought both teams together because it were because it was closed for COVID for a month. They're extending the season, 
So nice. they brought they brought both the T ball teams together and watching him out there, like he runs three times faster than everybody. He loves yeah. to play. He can throw the ball super far. And when he goes to hit, like he lines up his swing and then he gets under it and he's launching the ball into the outfield. And he's five or six. He's six years old. And he's Ho- my name is Holden and I hit dingers. He hits dingers and then he hits runs dingers. fast. And he's like lapping kids around the bases. Like that's an automatic be- out, bro. Did well, you call him out? <laughs> the coaches are—they've told him to stop, and he—he he stops and he listens because he's that good. But he's just—I would learn the rules. You can't—you can't run past the uh, a runner that's ahead of you. That's automatic fucking out. I'm bro. just saying, you like on Saturday if you're not working, you should come watch their last game and watch this Holden kid and be like, "Could I get shit. drunk and you can drive me home?" No. No, I like, have to volunteer. It's the final day. We're doing a like, like that Will Ferrell meme. Oh, I don't know that one. The one where it's like, "Hey, man, you're not going to have too many beers because it's your nephew's, you know, first year playing baseball." And then before they can finish the sentence, I'm cracking a beer. It's I'll I'll send it to you. I think right. everybody else listening right now probably knows the one I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's Will Ferrell cracking a beer with like an angry face, on, an angry look on his face, and it's there's some memes that are attached to it. I'll send you a good one. Nice. So, so, so even with that, so like, like this Saturday's the end of baseball. We're doing a wrap up party, and there's like bouncy castles and a barbecue and stuff. And I, I'm volunteering, you know, do whatever they need me to do. But it's our first kind of big event that I'm going to. Like, I'm not going to Stampede or anything, which is going on right now, which is crazy, but. Um, yeah. like it's, it's my first big event. And then next Friday I have, my work is doing a work event for all the families because there's no restrictions. So we're going to, um, and there's going to be like 70 people there in, in a, we're renting out a whole, uh, restaurant up North in Calgary and nice. there's going to be 70 people there and it'll be fun, but it'll also be weird. I haven't been with more than like 10 people since COVID started. Oh, buddy. So it's like, I, I don't know what to expect or or what it's going to be like to how uncomfortable I will feel, even though I shouldn't feel uncomfortable because I'm vaccinated fully. Uh, but I'm just like fully vaxxed, fully vaxxed, man. I got microchipped again this last week and uh, and no sick. I, everyone else was like, oh, the second one, you're going to get sick. And I was like weak and achy the second night. But then I just went to bed and I was feel fine the next morning. Yeah, I had a sore arm. That was about it. Yeah, I had a sore arm a little bit, but but everyone like guys at work were like, "Oh, I had to spend the next day out sick," and people, some of the parents, they were probably fucking milking it. That could have been it. It was Friday at work. Probably wanted to go home and drink. Liam, fucking ouch, called out. Fucking threw him under the bus right there. Under the bus. But have you been anything big? Have you been to a group event or anything? Besides work? Um, yeah, I went to uh, Sky Castle at New Horizon Mall with the kiddo and the wifey. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's like that gigantic sweet play place. Play place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was pretty banger. And then... Uh, lots we of kids the... there? Oh, yeah. There was lots. There was, there was probably over like 150 kids and parents. Um, went to the lake, the Mahogany Lake, with a couple friends of ours uh, Tuesday and it wasn't too packed, but it was, you know, a lake day on a Tuesday. Um, and then work, I work with like, you know, we had a meeting this morning where there was 40 of us or 30 of us in a relatively small boardroom. In a so, fucking shack? No, it was in a board, an actual boardroom. Yeah, the boardroom in the office. Yeah. So I don't know. I Like I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like, I'm, I'm vaccinated and. I don't know. I just kind of stopped fucking caring or worrying about it because it was kind of for a while there, it was a little consuming and I just, I was like, you know what? I'm fucking over it. So well, seeing seeing these sports and, and like even concerts and stuff like videos of on Instagram, some of these bands that are playing shows in the States. And I'm like, fuck, I could go to a show. I like, I haven't <laughs> been to one in a while. And I, I, I even skipped the last one I could have went to before COVID closed everything down. Yeah. Um, which we should have went to. That was Capstan, I think. We should have went to that. Oh, Liam, yeah, that Liam was... went and said it was awesome, and we just, none, you, we just didn't go. You didn't come with us. We saw them at uh, Back Alley. Um, yeah, I think I lived in Kelowna when they came through. 
was that that long ago? I don't know if that was that long ago, man. That back, was at back, back alley. alley hasn't been with... around. Back alley hasn't been around for a while. It's the back alley now. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant Republic. Sorry, totally no. wrong place. Yeah, no. Back alley was was went it changed from back for alley a while to marquee, back. and yeah, then yeah, yeah. now it's back to back alley. No, I'm you're right. Sure, it was still back alley at that point, or it, it was back to back alley that at that point. For yeah, that and I think you're right. I think it was when I moved here, and it was like I'm like, no, I'm not going to go to a concert on a work night, and you're like. Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went with uh, I went with Taylor and and uh, fuck, what's his name again? I don't know, but Capstan's good. Yeah, they're they were solid, man. They were like the one of the opening bands. I think there was one band before them, and they were like they were like, "How many of you know who the fuck we are?" And me and Taylor like cheered, and that was like pretty much it. That was cheered it. in the entire audience. Did but they, yeah, no, they got they got a couple killer killer songs that. No, did they man, did sorry, they bring you did they bring you backstage so you could you know sleep with the band or no? Oh yeah, like hundred percent. Like we totally like made out and stuff. Perfect. That's the way Just you guys like, are their roadies or groupies. Yeah. No, but but I've been like we talked about it before, not on here, but but that Furnace Fest down in the states, like one one weekend only. They're bringing Furnace Fest back in Alabama, and the lineup, like is incredible it's literally yeah, every it's, band that we listened to when we were from like 16 to 30 that's fucking it's, nuts man it's insane and it's like a three-day festival i want to fly it's in september i want to go to alabama so bad yeah that would that would be an insane show like that's like warp tour on fucking coke yeah three days of all the best bands and i don't know how they do it if there's multiple stages or I'm assuming there has to be like three or four stages at least, if not more. Oh, for sure. Uh, that's that's why I, I I really did like how Warp Tour was set up, and I, I've it's the only real festival that I went to on a regular basis. Um, well, yeah. I guess an annual basis. You know, it was only once a year. Did you do any other ones, or was Warp Tour kind of it for you as well? For like festivals? Yeah. No, it was pretty much just Warp Tour. I would go to like I think I went to Folk Fest a couple times, and I went to what's it called? Um. Fuck. What's the one that the Bronx came to that was like the smaller one? Sled Island. Calgary. Sled Island. I went to Sled Island once. So Sled Island, though, that and, and that's a cool idea. <laughs> not really not really a festival. But, no, well, yeah. it is and it isn't. Yeah, it's it's you can get your wristbands for all of it technically if you want, and you can just but go. It's, it's, it's like at all many like, it's different, different locations. Yeah. 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 And and different bands play different times. Well, that's so Warp Tour, I liked it because for those anyone who didn't know, it's like they had two main stages, and it was constantly, as soon as one band ended, the other stage started, and they were right beside each other. And that was like all the headliners were on those two. Yeah. And then there was like five other stages where, you know, from your small indie bands. I remember watching Katy Perry at, like, after I Kissed a Girl came out, she was playing at Warp Tour, watching Katy Perry back in the day. I I, I don't know if you went Imagine saw that. I no, saw, I didn't. Oh, I definitely did. I bet you did. Of course I did. <laughs> you tucked your boner into your waistband too, I bet. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, my friend. Uh, <laughs> and then and then I remember going to like the, the every time my dad was playing on a smaller, like the van stage or something on the side and uh, and going over there to watch some bands. And then there was like two stages kind of tucked behind the main stage, like from first to last played on there and Emery and stuff. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Warp Tour is fun, but I I I believe these bigger ones in the states were even bigger. Um, like, oh yeah, for sure. From what I heard, Ozfest had like eight or nine stages when they were playing. Been, I've, I've never been. It would have been fun to go. It would be fun to go to like a giant festival in the states because they really just don't do it here. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Would you? Would you go? Like, I'm not. Obviously, we're not going this fall. But would you go right now? Would you be like, fuck it? Who cares? You're over it. Let's just go. Even if there was. You know, forty thousand people in a big sweaty pit of fun. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I per, I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know. I don't even yeah. know if I would go to Stampede, even though I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to Stampede out of principle. I'm I'm over the whole cowboy Halloween thing. So, <laughs> dude, driving down Seventeenth, I think two days ago was just so silly seeing all the the cowboys dressed up. I sent you that uh, that. Uh, Uncle Hack thing, right? Fucking yeah. how to dress. Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah, fucking dude. true. Like I was driving it down is. 17th watching these guys on their scooters, like on their bird scooters, just cruising with their cowboy hats and plaid and yeah. pants. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's uh, it's a little embarrassing. It's actually like Cowboy Halloween. That's what it is. But it's Calgary, man. It's fucking yeah. beautiful stuff. We're Cowboy Central, so totally, anyway. bro. Anyway, anyways, on on that note, you want to wrap up? Yeah, let's do it. I'm done. I'm ready. I'm for hungry it. and I'm ready to go to bed. So, oh man, I am ready for a fucking. Oh, I just had a couple of drinks, so I'm good. Nice. <laughs> I did not. I I I'm dry right currently. Oh so. man. Well, hey, that's that's good. Everyone, you need a tolerance break sometimes. Yeah, like 24 hours, right? Yeah, so I want to. I'm gonna like like twelve hours while I'm sleeping, right? Like that's all. Yeah, I um, twelve hours. That's a lot of sleep. Before before we end, I wanted to finish up. I started a story way long ago and didn't actually get to it. When I was talking about the smoke noggin, and then just the other name for the Okanagan that we kept calling it was the Brokenoggin, and because it was you know I talked about BC bring cash because you always you were always broke when you were there. You were either rich or broke. Yeah, and yep. so we called it the broken noggin. And then from I heard from Dan that in the last couple of years they've kind of changed it because of all the Alberta people, like before, even before COVID, to broken noggin because they're all it's just nothing but bros that oh, show God. up. So I just thought it was funny. Anyway, that's that's our code word for the day: broken noggin. All right, broken noggin. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, found twenty bucks, so that's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. all right, buddy. Well, you have a good night. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I give you Isaac Locke. Uh, real good. I'll uh, I'll see you latest on a menje on another time. <laughs> latest on a menje. All right, bro. I'll talk yeah. to you fucking soon. Get peace. Bye, everybody. I was born ready, bitch.